Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the perfect in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep Almost immediately, I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news, what it means, and why it matters. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Well, would you believe that uh, we are we are in a situation now where the White House can basically say it doesn't want to let the nation's oldest newspaper come cover what it's doing. That happened. Michael Goodwin's here to tell us the real story of banning the New York Post. Kevin McCullough. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. Yeah, he's playing the role. As, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us and uh, very thankful uh, to be able to have a great show laid out for you today. Uh, Coming up before we're done, Pastor Alan Jackson, who's going to be at our Pastors Appreciation event uh, in Queens on on Thursday morning, uh, is going to be with me in the fourth segment today. Give us a little preview of what he is doing to encourage you. Also, I've got uh, KT McFarland uh, for two segments today. Uh, so she's going to be very generous with her time. And I'm very, very grateful to welcome back uh, Michael Goodwin from the New York Post, who is, uh, I think, one of the most important columnists that you can read uh, week to week. And he's certainly one of the most engaging uh, talk radio guests, uh, kind of in the history of the genre. If you ask uh, people that have uh, had him on their show long before I was around uh, and Michael continues to give us the, the straight skinny on it. Michael, it's, it's good to have you back. Um there there's this there's this thing that popped up at the white house yesterday and it's kind of befuddling but why did the biden administration uh decide to cut your newspaper uh out of an upcoming event for them well thank you kevin i'm i'm tempted to make a reference to the old dog joke about why uh, but let's just say in in this case, they did it because they could get away with it. Um, the, white, the, the press corps is now, uh, when it's not in the pocket of the Democratic uh, president, uh, it's asleep. And so you have, uh, as we saw at the recent uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner, uh, the president giving effectively a stump speech according to many of those many of those in attendance to which the white house press corps cheered um so i think we can safely say they are in his pocket and so when the president singles out the new york post which has been a thorn in his side um and disinvites our reporter stephen nelson to a routine event where there were no questions the room was uh, about only about 60% filled. There were apparently 50 seats and, um, I don't know, at least 20 seats that were apparently were vacant. So maybe a little more than half filled. Um, 
and they just send the post an email. You, you, they're sorry, we, we can't accommodate you today, even though the post is a credentialed member of the White House press. Um, that's the kind of thing that you get when you ruffle the feathers. That's the kind of thing you get when you go against the grain. But what is really outrageous is for the rest of the correspondents to be silent in the face of this. This is, you know, when they came for the post, I didn't say anything. But this is this is what's going on with the Democrats and the media. This is cancel culture. This is what what happens on university campuses and any place where they don't agree with you, they're going to shut you up and shut you out. And that's what happened to the New York Post from the president of the United States and not a peep of protest from the other members of the media. That's where we are in Washington. So do you think that it's directly related to the reporting? Does it have to do with the reporting of the laptop and the, and the, because I mean, you guys did, you know, stick your neck out there. You, you had, you had the evidence. So you ran with the story. Um, Miranda Devine's written an entire book about it, and she's documented a lot of the stuff that had been speculative. She's put it into into factual context. Um, and this is a newspaper that was started by Alexander Hamilton. I mean, of all of the publications in all of the country as to why you guys would be the ones that were were picked on, is it is it just a simple tit for tat over the fact that you you ran a story that they didn't like? Oh, I think we've run, you know, hundreds of stories <laughs> I think so. and, and many, many columns to boot. Um, uh, Stephen Nelson is a, is an aggressive reporter in the Washington Bureau of the New York Post. And he will, along with Peter Ducey and others, they shout out questions when, when the president doesn't want to take them. This was not a news conference because Joe Biden really doesn't talk to the press. That's beneath him. Um, so this was going to be the announcement on the airplane, you know, trying to get the, the carriers to have to compensate passengers who get bumped or whatever, or delayed. And so they're on this stage, which is like a fake White House. Uh, it's a television set, really, right. in, in the old ex- executive office building. And it... The design is that the reporters are in seats, almost like an auditorium, a small auditorium. And so they don't want questions. They want the president. He's probably maybe taping this for a campaign commercial at some point. Uh, And so they don't want any distractions from their choice of words and the setting and the imagery. And so if I'm a member of the other uh, uh, groups, uh, media groups there. I'm, I'm insulted because they assume I'm not going to ruffle any feathers. I'm not going to raise a question. I'm going to sit there and like a stenographer, take down the president's words and then go back to my cubby hole and write a nice story. That's what they're assuming the West, rest of the press corps did. And guess what? That's the, exactly what the pre- rest of the press corps did. So the president did not have to answer any questions about this, what appears to be a looming indictment of his son. He said on Friday night in an interview with uh, MSNBC, it doesn't get any cozier than that, that uh, my son has done nothing wrong. 
Now, here's the president of the United States saying my son has done nothing wrong while his own Justice Department is investigating and perhaps prosecuting his son. Isn't that a signal to the Justice Department? Hey, leave my son alone. I mean, they work for him. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal has pointed this out. But what the journal neglected to mention was that in April of last year, the president let it be known that he wanted Donald Trump prosecuted. And lo and behold, Merrick Garland went and prosecuted Donald Trump. Uh, And so did other Democratic prosecutors uh, in New York, for example. Right. So this idea that Donald Trump has destroyed all the norms, you know, let's look at the Democrats. Let's look at the media. Who's really responsible for destroying the norms of American uh, elections and and American just general news coverage of a president? Yeah, no, that's very well observed. Michael Goodwin, as most things are. And I would just say quickly, you know, his his approval ratings are like 36 percent. I mean, the economy, the border, all of these things, along with his age. And so you get a sense that things are not going well. And do you trust that Joe Biden can fix them when he's 86 years old? I mean, that's what you're asking people to decide on. I think it's a fairly easy decision for yep. most people. No, nope. well said. Uh, Michael Goodwin, always appreciate your insights. And thank you for being with us today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Ken. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock. And my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, 
I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then, they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day, I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God, I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. My next guest is someone who I have personally had the privilege of discussing how to deep fry a turkey with on on the Fox News channel. Now, it wasn't on the main channel. It was on a little place called the Strategy Room, which was kind of, well, at that time, it was like a closet on the 12th floor or somewhere. But it was, but it was a very memorable meeting. Uh, but it was just one of many conversations that I've had with uh, this very special person who has served not one, but multiple administrations uh, in the Pentagon and as part of national security and foreign policy teams. Uh, she is someone who held the civilian equivalent rank of a four-star admiral or general when she was at the Pentagon. And I am very pleased to say that she's also a wonderful friend. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Katie McFarland. <laughs> Hey, can I just tell your audience what you meant about the deep frying the turkey? So you uh, and sure. I were on it. We were on a show that was the precursor of Fox Nation. It's an online show, and it was really the precursor of the Five. Yep. And so you and I are sitting. They made there the wrong family. hires on that, by the way. They hired well, all the wrong people. You know, should have had you and me knows. on there, but it's a different thing. Exactly. So we're sitting. We debate everything from you know presidential politics to you know what you're going to do for Thanksgiving. So we're talking about Thanksgiving and turkeys, and then you pop up with how you deep fry a turkey. And I looked at you and I said, Kevin, do you know about deep frying turkeys? And then you went on to explain how you do it, and now you have to be really careful it's not a frozen turkey. And I was so dazzled with the breadth of your knowledge that I've just respected you ever since. Well, it's I appreciate that. And I think you know, I, I do have just kind of a natural curiosity about life. Um, in fact, uh, before we uh, sat down to have this conversation, you heard me having a conversation with Nicole Sapphire about breast cancer and the developments mm -hmm. in different areas of health and so forth. So I do have a very wide 
I don't know, interest in what's going on in the world. And that's why I, I like my shows to kind of reflect that because I think it's a benefit to people if, if we can if we can make life a little bit better for each other and in as many ways as possible, I think that's a generally good thing. So having that as kind of the context of where we're going here, um, you've led an extraordinary, uh, an extraordinary life. You've, you've served your country in, in multiple ways. Not only are you uh, have have you served in in public office? Uh, but you've also uh, very much supported our nation's military. You're a proud Navy mm -hmm. mom. Uh, I've got a lot of Navy members in my family. Both grandfathers were in the Big War. Uh, my brother-in-law is active duty now, and um, really proud of him. Top Gun grad, so forth. Um, let me let me just so people kind of get a sense of this. What what is your sense of where we are with our military in 2023 as we speak right now? Oh, I think we're in trouble um, for a bunch of reasons. You know, for 20 years, we've ignored the military and the, the major looming threat in front of us, which is China. We focused on the Middle East, on the forever wars. And now I'm worried that we're ignoring the prevailing threat to us, which is China, as we're focused on Europe and Ukraine and Russia. Not that we shouldn't want to have Ukraine succeed, but don't do it at the expense of the real strategic threat to the United States. And certainly don't do it by drawing down our military capabilities so somebody else can fight their fight. And in addition to that, we've um, we've really fallen behind technologically. You know, we always think about America as the cutting edge technology power, whether it's with anything to do with cyber or whether it's anything to do with the internet or computers or, or, or cyber security or cyber weapons. And we've really fallen behind. I mean, the Russians and particularly the Chinese, they have a whole new class of weapons that we don't have. They're called hypersonic weapons. And we have no, we do not have hypersonic weapons. We do not have the ability to defend against hypersonic weapons. And that's just one area where we've fallen behind. So I'm worried that not only have we not kept up with where we should, but we're not looking to the future. And we've not, we're not developing these, these more sophisticated technological weapon systems and that we're not investing in, in high technology. You know, the Chinese understand that the country that controls quantum computing artificial intelligence, the country that controls the sort of 10 different areas of, of the technologies of the future controls the future. And China's had an all government approach, a whole of nation approach on surpassing the United States, not just economically, but militarily, technologically, politically, diplomatically, every way you can think of. And they plan to do it within a very short period of time, within the next five or 10 years. And I worry that we have no plan that we don't have a technology plan, that we don't have a military plan. I mean, we have a president who's kind of out of it, and we have an administration which is really not focused on the looming threat in front of it, which is China, and that we're going to be caught very flat-footed unless we change course within within a couple of years. Well, just an example of what you're talking about was the uh, hearing uh, about a week ago in which a uh, senator from Iowa, Joni Ernst, asked Energy mm -hmm. Secretary Granholm about the need to convert our entire military to ele electric vehicles by uh, six years from now, 2030. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I'm sitting here, I'm not that technologically savvy. I mean, I know how to operate my, smone, uh, my phone and my computer, but you know, I'm, I'm not a tech geek by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, if I can think of ways that that would benefit our enemies and hurt us, surely smart people somewhere in Washington 
could have said the same thing to Secretary Granholm at some point. But instead, when she's asked about it, she doubles down and says, no, we absolutely can and we should because it's the right thing to do to be green. KT, I want my military to have zero capacity limitations. I, I don't want I don't want them to be able to move or not move based on what type of fuel they use or where the mm -hmm. energy comes from or anything else. In fact, I was talking with General Keene about this and I said, shouldn't we be like in R&D right now thinking about putting tiny little nuclear reactors in vehicles? I mean, we do it in the aircraft carriers and the submarines. Right. Shouldn't we be figuring out how to do that so we don't need any fuel at all? And he said there are people working on that, but it's all private sector. He happens to be associated with one of the companies that is. But we're we're not, to your point, thinking about the right things. No, and, and here's what's wrong about what Senator Granholm said. Number one, America has, we have the God-given resources to be not only energy independent, but energy dominant. We have out of shale rock, we have the ability to power the world for hundreds of years. And we were well on our way to doing that. We were energy independent at the end of the Trump administration, well on our way to being energy dominant. Now, what energy dominant means is we export so much stuff, so much oil and natural gas, that we set the price. And we can set the price much lower than Russia and Iran, any of these other countries can. And so as a result of that, we drive down the overall price and we bankrupt our adversaries. So first of all, when Senator Granholm comes out and says, well, we want to go to an all electric fleet or we want to go to a green energy solution. Why are we tying our hands behind our back when we could be the dominant energy source for the world? And number two, when she talks about that, guess where those contracts are coming from? Guess who's making all the stuff that goes into electric Every vehicles? ounce of lithium you need in the battery comes from where? China. <laughs> and so not only are we tying our hands behind our back and not using the natural resources that we've been given by the almighty, that we are absolutely enriching our enemies. We are paying for their military buildup because yeah. of our own shorthand. And then the final straw is that we're pledging this, that, we're going to disadvantage our own economy, lose jobs to China. But when you look at China, what are they doing? What are they doing about the green energy revolution? And about they, reducing their emissions. Okay, they don't well, care about it. Okay. And they don't they're want their military to, to care about it because they just want their military oh. to kill people and break things when it's time to do such things. She's KT McFarlane. I'm Kevin McCullough. We're coming right back. of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. 
Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation. And it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. This coming weekend is Mother's Day, uh, and I want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. And I'm curious if you have any, you know, special thoughts of how's how's Mother's Day for you this year? <laughs> Mother's Day, Grandmother's Day is a terrific holiday at our house. Um, you know, I think that of all the things I, I've done in my life, and it's a long life, and I've had great success and a long and happy a lot marriage. Of things. But the greatest thing is to be a mother and grandmother. We have five kids and they're all terrific. They're all, everyone is completely different. Everyone lives in a different part of the country. But for me, I took, unbelievably, I took a good decade and a half out of my professional life to be home with my kids. Wow. And it made all the difference. And I was able, thank, thank goodness, I was able to sort of restart a career, a little different career, but restart a career and enjoy another chapter of my life and great success in the politics and media world. 
But I must say that those years I've spent enriched me. Not only were they terrific for my children to have mom at hand all the time, but they enriched me. Now, a lot of women don't have that luxury Mm. to stay home and to raise their kids. And I do, my heart goes out to all the women, including my own daughters and daughters-in-law who are struggling to try to balance family life, professional life, marriage, kids, work, career advancement. But I think it's just the greatest job you can ever have. And now that I'm a granny and I have grandchildren that they call me Granny Mac, by the way. Um, Now that I have grandchildren that are from the age of 21 down to three and a half weeks, um, it's been the greatest joy again to see them. And when you get old and you're looking back at your life and you think what's been important, what's not, the greatest thing is to be able to say, you know, I did that one okay. I did that right. I raised great kids. They're living fulfilling lives with wonderful partners in their lives. And now I'm looking at the children that they're raising and thinking, well, that's my legacy, not necessarily some great career, although I had a good one, but also to think that my legacy is my grandchildren. Yeah, well, that's so well said and so beautifully said. Uh, And I hope it's an encouragement uh, to those of you watching or listening that may be mothers and may be in the thick of all of it and pulling your hair out and going, I don't know if I can take this anymore. (laughs) Um, That's a voice that's been there and she understands. And Katie, you know, it's not a lot of people from your generation that what you did was not necessarily that popular uh, to take a decade and a half out and to do that. Um, we've made that choice in the McCullough household. And there are mm-hmm. days when my bride has said, should I have, you know, stayed in the workforce? Um, not because she just had a desire to do it, but she felt like maybe financially as a family, we'd be in a better place, but God's allowed us to do what we've done. And we're grateful, uh, to really in some ways with the new work from home economy, kind of both be there for the kids as much as possible. And, you're right. I think that they're the best legacy we'll leave. There's not going to be anything that's going to, you can't put anything on my tombstone that's going to trump what my kids are going to be able to do and be <laughs> become because they had a mother and a father who loved them. And sadly, people know that that's scientifically accurate and we're denying the opportunity, which could spawn off into a whole bunch of other discussions right now, which I don't want to do. In our final minute uh, that we have left, I do want to ask you a fun question. You've worked with several different presidents. Mm-hmm. Um What's the funniest interaction you've ever had with a commander in chief? Ooh, that's an amazing question. Okay, so I worked for President Nixon, President Ford. I was young. I had it in the West Wing of the White House. I worked for President Reagan. I knew them all, um, could walk in and out of the Oval Office. But the funniest thing was in working for President Trump. So at the beginning of the Trump administration, there's President Trump sitting in the Oval Office behind the resolute desk. I mean, this is the desk that the all desk. presidents have sat, the desk. And we're sitting there, it's a morning meeting, I'm there with the Secretary of State, we're briefing the president, I don't even remember what the topic was, and the president is having a Diet Coke. And he's taking that Diet Coke, and he is putting a Diet Coke with a lot of ice on the surface of the Resolute Desk. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is about ring on the desk. On the desk that John F. Kennedy spoke from, that Ronald Reagan spoke from, he's going to leave a ring. And then he says to the Secretary of State, "Me, hey, you want a Diet Coke? What do you say? You can't say, no, thanks, sir, I'm fine. Of course you say, yes, sir, love one. And so then the, the, the um, valet brings us the Diet Coke. So here I am looking at the Secretary of State. Where they, what do we do with our Diet Cokes? We can't put them on the desk. And we're sitting right up at the desk. We can't put them. Oh, my God. You know, maybe it's Donald Trump's ring that presidents 100 years from now will look at. 
but they sure don't want to look at Katie McFarland's ring of the Diet Coke. <laughs> and so I look at the Secretary of State, he looks at me. We knew if we put that darn Diet Coke, that glass full of ice on the floor, then it would probably spill it all over the famous rug, the Oval Office rug. So he looks at me, he pulls out the little handkerchief that he's got in his pocket, and he puts it down on the Resolute desk. And the two of us put our little Diet Cokes right there. We did not leave a ring. So <laughs> posterity will know that we had good manners. Or will it? I'll leave that up to the next generation to figure out. <laughs> I don't know if they'll know about it because your ring was not there. Um, Wasn't there. Hey, T. McFarland, uh, it is a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for coming on that Kevin show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog. If you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. 
And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us. And as you know, if you've been listening here in the New York area for the last number of weeks, uh, we are on the verge of what we call our Pastors Appreciation Event. It is one of the most important things that I think we as a radio station do each year because it is our way of saying thank you to some who don't often get told thank you very much. In fact, if you look at some of the statistics, uh, you have about 1,500 pastors a year that walk away from what they had previously believed to be God's calling on their life, and they're burned out for a lot of different reasons. Uh, But one of the ways that we think we can help mitigate some of that is just to get you all together, serve you breakfast, put our arm around you and say, we love you and we're grateful for you. And part of the uh, part of the fun thing of the morning each day that we do this every year is to have a special guest uh, come in, uh, this time from the great state of Tennessee, the Nashville area, Pastor Alan Jackson, who you hear weekday mornings on WMCA here in the New York area. If you're listening in other parts of the country, you may get him on uh, different outlets where you are, television or radio. But uh, Pastor Jackson, it's good to have you back. We're just a couple of days away. And I know from having spoken with several pastors already, uh, there are a lot of people looking to um, this event on Thursday. They're they're excited about getting together with fellow shepherds again. That's something that doesn't happen very often. Um, and I just wonder sometimes if we didn't just take a second, like, you know, on a Sunday, like, you know, when our pastor has really preached his heart out, usually for multiple services, if we just took them aside and shook their hand and said, hey, we really appreciate all the effort that you give, if that might not help uh, some mitigate some of those discouraging elements as well. What do you think? Oh, I absolutely agree with you, Kevin. I, you know, I think we're usually um, probably more aware of people's shortcomings and failures than we are ready to express appreciation. And I think just a few kind words of acknowledgement and recognition would do a great deal to bring some momentum back to our churches. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about that for a second. It doesn't so let me back up to go forward. One of the things that my pastor has been speaking about uh, over the last couple of years is that he's noticed that particularly in a very kind of hardened area like the New York tri-state area where um, it's very secular, it's very kind of anti-church, uh, anti-God, people think they don't need Jesus for many, many years when he was serving, um, he noticed that coming out of COVID and with a lot of the turmoil in the world today, 
that this is kind of the first season where when he's been at his son's lacrosse game um, and somebody said, hey, you know, what are you doing now? And he he, he doesn't get a, a weird look on their face when he says, well, I'm a pastor. Um, and in fact, he's noticed that there are more people saying, you know, we need more of what you have. Tell me more about that. How do I find out more about that? Um, we're, we're in a different type of environment, it seems, at least in this area of the country right now. And I think that some of that has to come from some of the pain, but if, if we just, and so he's, he's encouraged us to try to be more evangelistic, just let people know when they say, Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, well, we went to church. Um, little things like that can be a little moment to just drop in the gospel in, in very, what seemed like insignificant ways, but it starts to, it starts to lay down a pattern. And then when people have questions, they can come to you. I think similarly, just casting a little bit like that, those little encouraging, you know, remarks to particularly your pastors who serve uh, long and hard. Um, I think that that can do good for their spirit as well. There's no doubt about it. And if I could add one more idea to that, I think all the pastors listening would agree that we recognize the value of the community of faith coming together, that the people are strengthened far beyond our sermons or our messages. There's something about that being together with one another that truly does bring a strength. Well, the same is true when pastors get together. And I know we're busy and our lives are crowded and there's a lot of reasons not to come. I don't think it's because I'm going to deliver some amazing message they've never heard before. But I think we will all gain strength from one another in recognizing that we're not alone and that there are other people doing their best to make a difference as well. So I would encourage any of the pastors or church leaders that are in the area that can be there I think we will find that the Spirit of God will encourage us when we make the effort to to get together with one another and realize that we're in this together. It makes such a difference. That sounds so amazing, and I know it to be true from past events. And when I was a student, even at Moody Bible Institute 150 years ago, um, the pastor's conference would come over the summer, and I stayed on campus for a few of my first summers there. Um, and it was always fun to hear a chapel full of pastors singing worship uh, with their whole heart. And I don't know how many pastors ever get to be in another room with other pastors to to do what we do this coming Thursday, but we're going to have some very um, spirit-led worship. We're going to have uh, a special presentation from Hezekiah Walker, who is a pastor himself. Uh, and then we're going to be encouraged by what uh, you have to say, uh, Pastor Jackson, and, and what you're bringing for us. Um, I'm just curious, can you give us a little sneak peek of uh, a, a little bit of what you want what, to, what's what's God laying on your heart to bring to us on Thursday? Well, I think there's two pieces of it. One is just how valuable the church is. And if we don't believe that, the culture around us never will. It's not arrogance. It, it's just a necessity to believe that we have something to offer. And then I think the value of provocative truth, I think we have tried to negotiate with evil and it hadn't worked real well. We're going to have to have the courage to speak the truth to our culture. But if we'll do that, God will meet us in those places. Well, I know that, uh, friends, there are many of you that have gone in the past. And if you've been in the past, you know what a special time it is to be together. But I would really encourage you, along with uh, what Pastor Jackson said, make the time, take the time. It's this Thursday. Uh, all the details are at WMCA.com. And again, if your pastor doesn't know about it, maybe he hasn't heard about it. Maybe you bring him. Maybe you bring your pastor uh, because it's just it's just a gift of love that we have 
uh, from our radio station to you. And I want to I want to speak to this real quickly, uh, Pastor Jackson, get your thought. I think a lot of times those that are in Christian media, whether they're on television or on radio, I think the temptation by some of the people that listen or watch is to think those are the superstar Christians. Those are the real Christians. Those are the ones that really do it. And I know that in some places where Christian radio has a very big presence, sometimes it even intimidates pastors because they don't feel quite up to the level of what they're hearing on the radio. Um, we want to take exactly the opposite approach to this. We want to serve those who come this Thursday and, and let them know how much they are truly appreciated. We absolutely do. You know, the people that sit in the pews each weekend look at the pastor or whoever's leading those services and imagine that being a Christ follower is easier for them. We all know the truth. Ministry's hard work and it's a challenge and we're terribly inconsistent in our hearts. But if we can be transparent with one another about that, I believe together we're much stronger. Not too late to register. You can do it right now. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Form is the heavyweight champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm gonna do this my way. Big George Foreman, exclusively in movie theaters, April 28th, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. 
That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. What you need to know, when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, and thank you for making us your choice each weekday. Uh, I know you've got a lot of different options in terms of uh, where you spend your listening. And I, it is not lost on me that you choose us. And I am grateful. More than 3.3 million people now access us on podcast. And I uh, want to say thank you to every single one of you. Uh, that doesn't include all the people that are listening by radio. And, of course, those of you that tune in to catch the TV version of That Kevin Show on the weekends uh, on the Salem News Channel. We've got a big show, by the way, coming up this week. I hope that you'll be with us. Ashley Hayek of the America First Policy Institute. KT McFarland. Um, we've got uh, Tim Mahoney of the Patterns of Evidence, the director of that uh, film series. Uh, and we've got... Um, there's one I'm leaving someone out. I forget who I'm leaving out. And in the music spotlight, we've got, oh, in the uh, uh, dry bar comedy stage, we've got um, Kim Curley, who's got a funny Mother's Day sketch that we'll be getting to. And then in the uh, music spotlight, the one, the only Ed Sheeran. So you do not want to miss this coming weekend's uh, That Kevin Show on the Salem News Channel. 9 p.m. Eastern. The app is available everywhere that you get apps. And uh, it's available on every screen at snc.tv, snc.tv. All right, uh, big shocker of a news story here. A research group at Oregon State University is tracking a trend which started in remote schools that had trouble recruiting teachers because the idea seems to have caught on, especially with teachers and administrators, unsurprisingly. The group noticed that what was once a method used to deal with a crisis has gained momentum because, well, it's nice for people who run the schools. Students apparently like it, too. Naturally, they wondered, is this actually good for the people for whom the schools are run and not just the ones running the schools? This is according to HotAir.com. What are they talking about? They're talking about a little a little new move in the uh, educational arena. Some, some schools decided that they would move to four-day weeks. Instead of five-day weeks. So again, students love it. Certainly the teachers love it. Oh, yeah. Or the teachers' unions love it. Um, But here's the downside. Less classroom time correlates directly with progressively lower test scores and academic achievement. Uh, The four-day school week have found to be subpar. 
Nationally, 850 school districts representing thousands of individual schools have dropped the fifth day of instruction, up from 650 districts in 2019. School days are longer on the other four days to compensate for the lost hours. Some school days offer daycare or activities on the remaining weekday that the school is closed, for which parents usually have to pay out of pocket. Now, that's a big shock. But this is what they learned. Send, to, send kids to school one less day per week. Get much uh, lower test scores across the board. So maybe those 850 districts should reevaluate. Instead of forcing parents to find daycare for the fifth day, why don't you just have school? Why don't you just make teachers go back to the classroom? Why don't you just do your job, teachers unions? I know that the average teacher doesn't want to see kids hurt, but the unions don't seem to care. And this is this is uh, I'm, I'm sure that they were very shocked to, to, to get the to get the news. Oh, guess what? Uh, we're going to school less. Uh, the test scores tend to uh, resemble that. Shocker. Kevin McCullough. We'll see you next time.